0: Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Natalie Abbott, and today I am chatting with my sister, Vera. Hello, Vera. What's up?
1: What's up?
0: We are talking about Ephesians 5, 8, which says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord.
1: Live as children of light. I'm just going to say it's so good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: She says it every time. Uh, also,
1: also, also this design is one of my most favorites. It's super fun. I believe it's actually mostest favoriteist, mostest favoriteist. Mm-hmm. It's funny every time I design something about light, it like ends up being my favorite design. Oh, it's so good. I've done like three or four verses that I'm like that design crushed it.
0: Yes. Anyway,
1: I just love I love the light bulb. I think it's really playful and fun mm-hmm. and I think we won't ever forget that verse cuz we'll see that that light bulb and know what we're talking about. Anyway. And the light bulb will come on. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, So we're talking about darkness and light. And I mean, in some ways, this verse is such a, um, it's like this huge juxtaposition, but between or contrast like this dark, deep contrast between light and darkness is black and white. It's, you know, it's one complete thing. And one, there's no gray here, right? Mm-hmm. In this verse, it's it's you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And that just that that huge contrasting imagery, I think is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important because I think it's helping us to see like, this is what is truly true about you you are now light in the lord and i think we live in our days in so much gray that we need this reminder
1: mhm uh that concept always resonates with me like the contrast between dark and light because i want i want it to be a light bulb turning on in a dark room i want mm-hmm. that i want that for my life for my Uh, my actions, for my thought life, for the way I respond instead of react to situations, I want it to be light and I don't want it to be gray. I want it to be bright.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I agree. I think it's interesting how we need this. We need this reminder. like It's in here because we've got to be living in true things instead of you know, walking in the in the gray, we need to be reminding ourselves, like, "Hey, I'm not gray."
1: I had an interesting conversation about this concept with um, my community community group, um, and we were just talking about how when you first come to know Jesus, like this ver that verse or this concept is so real to you. You're like, "Oh my mm-hmm. gosh!" Like now I know the light, and it shines so bright, and everything is clear and as time goes on, I think it's easy to slip into the gray in, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, start to doubt what's true about you, maybe um, slip into sin that, you know, eh, it's not that bad if I do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and some a question that was posed to our group was like, if, let's say you came to know Jesus 10 years ago, would your current self... Or would your your f- brand new baby Christian self who just like falls in love with Jesus and wants nothing more than to walk in the light and be a child of light, look at your current self and say, like, what would they say about your life? Mm-hmm. Would they say, wow, I've really slipped into things that were so clear to me right now, you know, how did I get there? Um, hmm. It's just an interesting question to ask yourself. And I mean, it's super convicting. Oh, Yeah. That's convicting. (laughs) Super convicting. I'm like, oh, Uh, man. My 10 years ago self would be like, what are you doing, (laughs) homegirl? That's not you. uh, You're a child of light. You are a child of light. And I do
0: think, I think, too, that for some of us, we kind of go through these, like, swinging pendulums of, like, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, at one point you're over here, and then at the next point you're over there, and... Um, yeah, we do. We live a lot of time in that gray, but you're right. I think, I think that is at least for some of us that first, like, I Jason, my husband, and I always joke that when I was first a Christian, which is when he met me, it was during my puritanical years
1: <laughs> because I was for those so- of you don't know what a puritan is, Natalie, why don't you educate?
0: You, you, uh, you know if you think about the pilgrims <laughs> sort of like that with the little white caps and stuff uh, did you have um, little little wooden shoes i guess i did like i wore a white. white a white pressed apron everywhere i went <laughs> this was when i was in college at the university of missouri too so i really fit in um <laughs> uh no i just think um my old self that which was my first new self, I guess, as it was my new believing self. um, I tended towards um, like really being a very black and white person. And I had been so very, very black. Um, In fact, it was funny. I was praying over our conversation today and thinking about it. And I remember this one time when I was in college and before I became a believer and I had gone out to the clubs and we stayed out until... The lights literally came on. Like, that's how it was like two or three in the morning, whatever. The lights come on in the club, the club that had been like all fancy and dark and fancy music the and all this and whatever. When the lights come on in a club like that, a college bar, it is disgusting.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: there was probably it was just gonna have to i don't i'm not we're not going there we're not going there but (laughs) they have like these mirrors all over the walls and then when the lights come on they're all like mangled and gross and it was just like oh but i feel like that is a really great picture image of how i saw myself for the first time was like when jesus turned the light on i was like that dirty club and i was like i gotta get this clean Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was doing everything that i could um to To make myself clean, actually, and it was a while before I really understood that that
1: wasn't my job. That it's yeah, not that my job. My next question is like, yeah, what, like, so is Jesus like pop his head in and be the boogeyman on your life? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's like Santa. You better watch out. Should I? Yeah, you better not cry. Seriously, <laughs> but like, how do you deal with that? You know, when when we have dark areas of our life that you know. I think a lot of times for me too, it's like, I don't want the light to shine on some things. I'm like, oh, please don't go there. Mm. I can't do that. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Please don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want well, to.
0: And and that's the thing is that I, I came to realize and I realize now, even though, like you said, you, you don't want to be exposed because light exposes things, right? Mm-hmm. But light also is is necessary. Like that is our victory. That is our healing. That is our confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the love of Christ coming in. And mm-hmm. as much as it is hard to be like, oh yeah, I was over in the corner doing that dark thing and I should stop. I should give that up, whatever it is, gossip or lying or whatever it is, you know, loving all my things way too much or Hmm all the things, whatever it is that we're holding on to in the dark corner. Um, Jesus isn't coming there to like shame us. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But he's coming there as a friend, as a loving older brother and saying, Hey man, this is not good for you. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, this is dirty. And it's hurting you or hurting other people or whatever. And and I've got got better things for you. Mm -hmm. And in the same way that that club looked so great in the dark and looked so gross in the light, like we're holding on to these counterfeit things that maybe look really great in the dark. But in our deepest self, we know they're not really bringing us joy. They're Mm -hmm. not really beautiful. They're counterfeit. And when we give those things up, it's not like then we're just empty and we don't have anything. It's Jesus fills us with those true things. In fact, in the Mm -hmm. verse that we are looking at in the context, one of the things it says is it says, you know, it gives you these contrasting things where it says, don't get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like the counterfeit is the spirits of alcohol, right? Right. But the real thing is the Holy Spirit. So we, we do things like get drunk because it somehow fills like that part of us that needs that joy and that, you know, that delight, but it does it in a way that is. Um, ultimately harmful. Sure. Whereas Jesus says, "I've got this way better thing for you. I have the Holy Spirit, and He's going to give you real and lasting joy. And you're not mm-hmm. going to wake up with a hangover." <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's really good. I, I love that idea of the counterfeit. You know, it really does look good sometimes. It yeah, really does look good. We wouldn't sin
0: if it was mm-hmm. not attractive.
1: That's right. And if it didn't fill us in some
0: way, the right. problem is, is that it's empty. It's not, it's not a, a full fill. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. always has lasting bad consequences that we're like, oh, I regret that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have drank that much last night.
1: You know, right. right. Or I shouldn't have lashed out in anger because it feels really good in the moment. And then afterwards you're like, oh my gosh, here I am again. Oh,
0: like, I got to deal with a mess.
1: Yeah. Quick thought. What happens when we start to think that we aren't children of light? So I'm thinking specifically of like our thought lives, where maybe we've started to believe lies about ourselves, um, that we're not good enough, or that, you know, maybe we just have these toxic thought spirals um, that seem impenetrable it makes me think if, if anybody, you know, is there and you're like, that feels like me, how am I a child of light? I've got all these toxic thoughts, you know, sending me into places. I read the book, get out of your head by Jenny Allen this year uh, or in 2020. Um, Just a really great resource. If, if um, you're looking for something like that, but like for you, like, have you ever, or do you ever find yourself like I'm, I'm not a child of light or what would you do if you were feeling that way?
0: Yeah, definitely. I struggle sometimes with melancholy, with just feeling like waking up and being like, why am I depressed? Why is everything, you know, the is all of a sudden, not e- like it there's nothing in it. Mm-hmm. I, it could be half full and I'm still like, mm, I'm not even drinking that. Um, there are just times when I struggle with that. So yes, um, for me, that's why verses like this are so significant. Mm -hmm. because I memorize those verses or I read through them and I just put myself in the word and I remind myself, no, these are the true, true things. And then I call out the lies that I've been believing. Like I Mm -hmm. literally will write down the things that I'm thinking about myself and find verses or pray over them and renounce them. Like this is from the devil. This is not true. I don't believe this. I believe these things. These are the things that are true. And I might have to do that for like days and weeks before I finally start to believe them.
1: I'm the same. And the
0: process, honestly, is, is such a like knee jerk. Like, I just know that that's happening. I know when I'm starting to spiral down that I catch myself, I think sooner than I used to, Mm -hmm. where it's a little easier for me to be like, I got to make a list again.
1: Right. (laughs) No, that's funny. I asked the question without even like having thought through what I would say, and that's exactly what I do and what I would say. And it's why dwell is what it is. You know, it's because there is something powerful and mysterious and um yeah, powerful about the word and what it does to transform us. And when I'm not feeling, feelings are come and go, right? When I'm not feeling like I am a child of light. You're exactly right. You have to take those things that are untrue and combat it with what is true. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Because ultimately our lives are grounded in, in, in faith in what's true. They need to be grounded in what is true outside of our circumstances, outside of our feelings. Mm-hmm. And when, we, when we're when we doing that, you know, like my prescriptive thing. So that would be, um, you know, what I would do if I were in that bad place already. But I prepare myself always mm-hmm. to be in that bad place by being in the word of God and keeping myself. It's almost like, um, like working out, like you got to work out every day if you're going to be strong. And sometimes you have an injury and you've got to really focus in on a specific part of your body to help it heal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, similarly, I think in our faith, we have got to be daily strengthening ourselves. So then when the bad circumstance comes Mm -hmm. or the, or the bad feelings come, we've got the tools to, to really take care of that situation well. Preach. All right. Well, sadly, we have taken our 15 minutes of fame here and because uh, <laughs> we're so famous. Uh, anyway, so we are so glad that you came on the show, Vera. It's always so much fun for us to get to chat about our verse and I am loving the design. I love the words and we need it like all the
1: time. So All the time. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. God bless it. Talk to you later. Later. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at DwellDifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog,
1: and of course, this podcast.